0: Welcome to the Trucking Market Update on the State of Freight Podcast brought to you by FTR, where we share timely transportation intelligence with you on a weekly basis. The Trucking Market Update is hosted by FTR's Vice President of Trucking, Avery Weiss. As Avery presents the information in the podcast, you can follow along and review the graphs and indicators by downloading the PDF or PowerPoint of the presentation from our podcast landing page. A link to the PDF and PowerPoint is available now at www.ftrintel.com podcast. From there, you can also find past episodes and downloads for the Trucking Market Update, as well as the weekly Rail Market Update with Todd Tronowski and much more. That link again is www.ftrintel.com podcast.
1: Welcome to FTR's weekly trucking market update. I'm Avery Vice, Vice President of Trucking. This is episode 236 for the week of October 23rd, 2023. Before we start, a reminder you can download a PDF with graphics related to this discussion at www.ftrintel.com/podcast. At the outset this week, I want to acknowledge the shutdown of Broker Convoy given its high profile within the sector. At FTR, we do not focus on major developments for individual market participants unless they have the potential uh, for broader effects on market dynamics, such, of course, was the case with the failure of Yellow Corporation in late July. Uh, That failure took about 10% of LTL capacity out of the system in an instant. Company failures usually involve internal issues, but certainly a significant contributor was the market weakness for intermediaries in particular. Okay, let's get into the data, starting with diesel prices. After falling in three of the prior four weeks, the national average price of diesel jumped 10.1 cents to $4.54.5 a gallon during the week ended October 23rd. However, this week's increase was highly regionalized, with a 25-cent spike in the average price in the Midwest accounting for a huge share of the nationwide increase. It is not immediately clear why the Midwest was such an outlier. Distillate inventories have fallen sharply in the Midwest over the past month, although they are not particularly tight based on the latest available data. Uh, We will get uh, the most recent week uh, data this uh, coming Wednesday, and so we'll just have to see what that means for uh, the picture for distillate stocks. The Midwest was not alone in posting higher prices, but the only other regions to see significant increases were the Gulf Coast, where prices were up more than 7 cents per gallon, and the Rocky Mountain region, where the average price was up 9 cents. The average price was up just under 1 cent in the lower Atlantic region. For the most part, other regions saw very small decreases, although the average price in California fell by more than 10 cents crude prices do not appear to be much of a guide recently as to what will be happening with diesel prices as they have been volatile day to day. Most recently, West Texas Intermediate prices have been on a bit of a downward trend, however, falling from a three-week high of $89.37 a barrel on October 19th to $85.49 a barrel on October 23rd. Okay, let's talk about the spot market for truck freight during the week ended October 20th, which was week 42. Broker-posted spot rates in the truck stop system were down for the third straight week during the week. After six straight weeks of decreases, refrigerated spot rates rose modestly. However, flatbed spot rates declined, and dry van spot rates were essentially unchanged week over week. Total spot rates are moving in line with seasonal expectations, slightly below the five-year average. Spot volume was down as decreases in flatbed and dry van offset an increase in refrigerated. Okay, let's drill down. We'll start with rates as usual. The total broker posted rate eased a penny after being down a fraction of a cent during the prior week. They are nearly 12% below the same week last year, nearly 4% below the five-year average. Total market rates have decreased in five of the past six weeks, but are moving mostly as expected during the period between Labor Day and Thanksgiving. Dry van spot rates were unchanged after falling about 5 cents during the prior week. Rates were almost 10% below the same week last year, more than 9% below the five-year average. Those rates are still 10 cents higher than during the recent low, which was the week before the International Road Check inspection event back in May. Refrigerated spot rates increased nearly 3 cents, after falling slightly more than that during the prior week. They're nearly 10% below the same 2022 week and about 5% below the five-year average. And refrigerated rates are still about 22 cents higher than the recent low in April. So those are definitely more solidly above bottom than drive-in rates are. Flatbed spot rates fell two cents after increasing a fraction of a cent during the prior week. Rates were nearly 14% below the same week last year and nearly 3% below the five-year average. Okay, let's talk about volume. Total load activity declined after falling nearly 5% during the prior week. Volume was nearly 19% below the same week last year, more than 26% below the five-year average for the week. Let's look at volume by segment. Dry van loads eased a percent after falling more than 5% in the prior week. It was almost 21% below the same week last year and almost 26% below the five year average. Refrigerated loads increased nearly 7% after falling nearly 6% during the prior week. Volume was about uh, 19% below the same uh, week last year and about 25% below the five year average. And finally, flatbed loads fell 5.7% after falling by about the same degree in the prior week. Volume was nearly 18% below the same 2022 week and more than 33% below the five-year average. Let's wrap up the weekly data with a look at mortgage rates, which rose for the sixth straight week, again hitting the highest level since the beginning of December 2000. The average rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage in the latest week was 7.63%, according to Freddie Mac. Since we're already talking about the housing market, let's stick with that topic, starting with residential construction. Housing starts rose 7% month over month, seasonally adjusted in September, although the gain was from a slightly downward revised estimate of starts for August. Housing starts were down more than 7% year over year and were more than 13% behind the February 2020 level. Starts rose for both single-family homes and units in multifamily dwellings, but the gain in multifamily starts was much sharper. However, that increase followed a very sharp drop in August. Multifamily starts were down 31.5% year-over-year, while single-family starts are up 8.6% year-over-year. Permits authorized for future construction fell more than 4% after Uh, increasing nearly 7% uh, in August. A sharp drop in multifamily permits offset a modest increase in single-family permits. The number of housing units under construction declined for the second straight month. Aside from an August that was unchanged, single-family homes under construction had been falling for 16 months. Multifamily units under construction fell for the second straight month. So residential construction isn't doing all that great, but it is holding up better than home sales, at least sales of existing homes. Sales of existing single-family homes fell just under 2%, seasonally adjusted in September, to their lowest level since October of 2010. Existing home sales have fallen month over month for seven straight months and for 19 of the past 20 months. Sales were down nearly 16% year over year, and almost 31% from the February 2020 pre-pandemic level. Weak sales resulted in a modest increase in the inventory of homes on the market at the current sales rate to 3.4 months. That is the highest ratio since June of 2020, but it is leaner than what we typically saw prior to the pandemic. Okay, let's move on. We'll talk about the industrial sector. Industrial production overall ticked up three-tenths of a percent. Seasonally adjusted following a small downward revision of the August estimate. Mining output was up four tenths of a percent. Utilities output was down three tenths. IP was barely stronger than flat year over year at up just a tenth of a percent. Manufacturing input, like, or output, like um, mining, was up four tenths of a percent uh, month over month. It was down, however, eight tenths of a percent year over year. Wood products, primary metals, and plastics and rubber products saw gains of 1% or higher. Apparel and leather, as well as printing and support, saw declines of 1% or more. Motor vehicle and parts production edged up three tenths of a percent from an upwardly revised August estimate. That suggests that output would have been stronger absent the ongoing strikes against the three US automakers. Automotive output was up 7% year over year. Finally, this week, let's look at a key measure of consumer spending, retail, and food service sales. In current dollars, retail and food service sales in September increased 7 tenths of a percent uh, up from an upwardly revised August level. Sales set another monthly record in current dollars topping 700 billion for the first time in a single month. Adjusted for inflation, though, retail and food service sales were up, but they were up by only three-tenths of a percent rather than seven-tenths of a percent. Real sales were down uh, 2.1% from the uh, all-time high in April of 2022. Current dollar retail and food service sales were up 3.8% year-over-year, but real sales were up just a tenth of a percent. Two large retail categories, motor vehicles and parts and non-store retail, Both recorded month-over-month gains of a percent or more in September. Gas station sales were almost as strong at an increase of nine-tenths of a percent, but of course that gain is due mostly to higher gasoline prices as opposed to an increase in sales volume. Food service and drinking places sales, however, were also up just under one percent. The largest decreases in sales were for electronics and appliance stores as well as for clothing and clothing accessory stores, Both of those categories saw sales drop eight-tenths of a percent. Okay, let's recap some key takeaways for the week. The national average price of diesel rose sharply, but the Midwest was the principal culprit. Total spot rates declined for the third straight week, but refrigerated saw a solid gain. Mortgage rates rose to 7.63%. Housing starts rebounded a bit after the August drop. Sales of existing homes fell to a 13-year low in September. Automotive output ticked up despite the UAW strikes. And retail and food service sales rose in September. Next week, we will review sales of new homes, manufacturing orders, retail inventories, and consumer spending. Plus, of course, we'll recap the week in diesel prices and the spot market as usual. That's it for FTR's Trucking Market Update. Episode 236 for the week of October 23rd, 2023. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we hope you will join us next week.
0: That's it for this week's trucking market update on the State of Freight podcast. You can find more publicly available State of Freight content and download the PDF and PowerPoint of today's presentation by going to www.ftrintel.com slash podcast. FTR is the leader in freight transportation forecasting in North America, providing consistently reliable reports for trucking, rail, and intermodal transportation, as well as providing demand analysis for commercial vehicle and rail car. For more information about the work of FTR, visit www.ftrintel.com or call us at 888-988-1699 to find out which publications will best support your business.